everybody. We're here, alive, and we thrive in Toronto, home of the Blue Jays, Raptors, Maple Leafs, and Canadian psychic, Robert Lindsay Milne. That's me. Welcome to my side of the crystal ball. We've got a barn burner of a show tonight. First on the... Um, on the uh, experts chair is my good old friend, Robin Armstrong, astrologer, uh, wise man, spiritual being, and great meditator amongst a lot of other things. Robin was on the show a little few episodes ago talking about astrology. Robin's going to be talking about his predictions for the year of 2022. And uh, a lot of other things too. And because if I know Robin, he's got some great ideas. So he's going to be in the expert's chair. And my other guest tonight, Gary Cogliello, is the uh, um, host of the podcast, Everything Imaginable. I've been on Gary's show um, four times. He's been great at interviewing me. And it's my opportunity to, uh, to, to uh, interview him. I just don't have the words to describe the things that Gary's going to be talking about tonight. It is all things imaginable. Amazing, amazing, amazing. And both guys are going to be talking about some really weird stuff. And that is on um, the main event, WWRS. Tonight, I'm going to be talking about having no regrets, how to live your life having no regrets. Now, before we start our show, I have a couple of requests. If you're watching us on YouTube, please like, comment, and comments are really important to us. We need your comments because that just gets the numbers and the ratings up. So make a nice comment, make a shitty comment, just make a comment. Um, not too shitty though. Okay, so, and uh, by the way, you can also um, uh, subscribe to our channel, and um, incidentally, subscriptions are free. You can find us on Apple, Spotify, and pretty much anywhere else you get your podcast. If you would like to get in touch with me, because I'm still doing a few readings, um, not as many as I used to, but I still have it, and I'm still doing it. And you can find me on my website, www.robertlindsaymilne.com. You can find me on FaceTime, sorry, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. And now, without further ado, here comes... W-W-R-S. I've been thinking a lot since um, the last podcast when Charmaine Veronin came on and she was a palliative care nurse. I've been thinking a lot about that, that episode. And it reminded me of something that occurred many, many years ago as well. And it was the death of my best friend. When you're in a situation and you know something is going to happen, you just don't know when or you don't know exactly how. When you know something's going to happen, you can't control if it will happen or not. But what you can control is how you experience the event. You can do nothing and that event will unfold. Or you can decide this event is going to unfold. I want to experience in a way for me. 
So when I heard that my friend was terminally ill, and when I heard that um, he was eventually going to die, I decided that I, I didn't want him to die. I, I didn't want to lose my friend. So I decided that I was going to experience this event the way I wanted to for me. I couldn't control when he would complete his life. I couldn't control how, but I could control how I experienced it. And I decided that I was going to have the experience with my friend of having no regret. So I took it very seriously and I decided that I would have no regret with my friend's life completion, his death. And I decided to do absolutely everything I could, that I would say everything I wanted to say and do everything I wanted to say so that I could mourn his loss without it being contaminated with feelings of guilt. I wished I would have said this, or I wished I would have done that, or if only I would have. I decided to have none of those. I wanted to feel and I wanted to mourn the loss of my friend purely. I called him every day on the phone. Some days we talked for a couple of minutes. Some days we talked for half an hour and an hour. And sometimes we even talked two hours or even three hours. And during that time leading up to him going into palliative care, I said and did absolutely everything I could think of so that I would have no regret upon his life completion. The word came in that he was being transferred into palliative care and the end was near. I jumped on an airplane and flew out to the city that he and his family lived there, lived. When I got off the plane, I went straight to the hospital and I sat beside my friend's bed for about two and a half days until he completed his life and then some. During that time, I took care of him. I sat beside him. I spoke with him. I nurtured him and shared what he needed. I did this so that I would know in my heart I had done everything I could to take care of my friend and make sure that I would have no regret. The end of his life came and his soul left his body. I stayed beside my friend's body in the hospital room until the morgue attendants came to take his body away. Because I wanted to experience this with no regret. And I wanted to be able to mourn my friend's, the loss of my friend, purely without the contaminant, without a, the, the contamination of if I only would have done this. And I did absolutely everything I could. I took very good care of my friend. And I went through this process with no regret. And I was able to mourn purely. It was easier. It was more positive. And um, I chose that I would experience this loss the way I wanted to experience it. I could have done nothing. I would have experienced it. So when you're in a situation and you know it's going to happen, just don't know when, you can then decide 
how you're going to experience it. And that's what Robert says tonight. I'd like to welcome my friend, uh, Robin Armstrong. I've known Robin for close to 40 years. Brilliant astrologer, um, master of the I Ching. Well, he'll challenge me on that and say he's not, but he is. And he's going to be, he's going to be talking tonight uh, about his uh, predictions for the year of 20, uh, 2022. Robin, great to see you. You look great. Glad you're back. Nice to be back here. Nice you. I, I was just saying before we started recording that um, um, I really was, I really liked your background. So how have you been since the last time we talked? So it was what, three months ago or so? Good. Well, I, I do my medit- I do my two or three hours of meditation every morning. And then I, then once I've done that, I won the day and then I work at whatever I have to work at. And the, you and the world. meditate three hours a day, every day. Yep. Wow. Chanting is part of my meditation. So I consider chanting part of it, but it's about two to three hours every morning. And that I figure once I've done that, I won the day. Everything else is extra. Okay. So, so you, you, you meditate and then, and then chant. Um, are you yeah. like walking around your place and chanting oh, or no, no, oh, you're focused on it? Yeah. Wow. Uh, How I, long like, have you been doing that? 50 years. <laughs> really? Eh? Just a beginner. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But, that, that's, am- that's amazing. I, I walk in and when I'm doing readings, I walk into everybody's life, their darkness, their difficulties, their challenges. And I have to clear it out of me each day to be able to be clear to do the next person to do the next chart. So the chanting clears out all the old thoughts. It gets me in the moment and leaves me open for the day. Now, you just didn't start meditating um, three hours a day every day. Just start. There, there must have been something that you did that got that going. Well, let's come down to that. I used to do four or five hours. <laughs> really? <laughs> but then it's just it fluctuated during my marriage as the time went down a little bit less and after the marriage well, they had more time and it just changed it changed it just changed it fluctuated over the years okay that's well you know the we didn't know each other uh back then but but the rumors about you uh of of your um interesting life uh it's it's hard to imagine you had three hours or five hours of uh, time to meditate. It's just that was just your um, rock star. I don't know if you got rumors from my ex-wives or from oh. other people I work with. It's oh. going to be different stories. Maybe eh? <laughs> <laughs> we all have our life. We all have to yes. work with our texture of life. Yes. It's as real, and we go through it. But I had uh, deep experiences from a very young age that I had to keep that set up my center that I had to keep t- in touch with. You also do. spent you well. I'm admiring you for it. I'm I'm not mocking you. I'm impressed by it. You you spent um, some months in a cave meditating, also, right? Thirteen months in India without daylight or seeing anybody. Yeah, uh, when I was 24, 23, 22 and twenty-three. So you were silent that that whole time. I was chanting in the cave, but I didn't okay. see another person or see daylight or hear any music or hear any news or anything. So it was like off that's, the grid. Once again, that's very impressive. Um, so I, it was at the end of that, 
that the visions about astrology and the I Ching and music came together for me. Wow. And once you spend that time alone and you get a vision, you just say, you don't say, no, thanks, God, give me another one. You right. go with it. So can we just go back to that cave for a minute? I've got, um, so when, when your time was up and you'd been in the cave for all that time or, or in a, a cave-like setting, mm-hmm. um, you didn't speak. You had actually no contact. I guess the people put your food there out for the day. And, a double door, they put the food in, and I right. get it. Okay. So, so you had no physical contact or, or verbal. You didn't see anybody or really hear any. It was just you. I sat in the dark. I wasn't wearing clothes. Okay. So how do you go from that place? to the outdoors in, in the daylight and people around you. Like, what was the first thing you said? I don't know what the first thing I said. I knew when I came out, I'd been in total darkness for all this 13 months. Ooh. And when I came out, I could stare at the sun without blinking. Would you be wanting to do that? I did, but it just happened. It was like, I was like a kid. Like, when you, look, when you go in and spend a lot of time alone. Yes. Every... It, Normally, we go through a day, it runs by, the thoughts come by, we right. see the trees, we go by, right. it goes by, and then we start another day, and it runs on. Well, when you're in a room, all these thoughts stay in the same place. They accumulate. So by spending 13 months in this room, when I came out, the number of changes of consciousness I would have gone through in 13 months, I experienced each day. Wow, okay. Like this is hyper-speeded, hyper, I don't know how to explain it, but I've been trying to understand what happened ever since. I've, I've, I've heard of people doing this. Um, you're the only one I know that, that, that have done it. It's When you have nothing to lose, you go places you wouldn't otherwise do. Okay. You don't go there if you have an anguish or you aren't trying to solve something. I, it was either, okay, it's either messed up or there's God. <laughs> it's like, it's okay. one way or the other. So that was... An inner, I think it's from another lifetime, and I was just pulled in. I was having to wake up to something. That's brilliant! Wow, I'm that that very much impresses me. So, let's get down to some nitty gritty okay. stuff and um, how you're seeing the way the the world's going to be, or or okay. or your ideas of. Yeah, it's just my ideas, my take on it based on the planetary movements for the year ahead and that association. So that's like a mythology of a pattern of what goes in. But I find it's like clock. That's the DNA of life. It's more than a symbol. But the, the we have two years of pandemic already, two years of hysteria, fanatical beliefs, extreme things of what's true, what's not true. Everything's confused. Nobody knows what's real. Mm-hmm. And a test of faith and a test of belief. What do you believe in? Whatever you believe, you believe in everything. It's all being magnified. There's so many different beliefs. So the hysteria of the pandemic is even the pandemic. It's all peaking in May. It's not. It's it's this coming May. Yeah, but it hasn't peaked yet. Whoa. We're in the big wave right now. Wow. Okay, so this is hit. Everybody's got their judgments and different things of what's happening, what's going on, and they're fighting. They're challenged on their beliefs. We believe this. We. Do you believe in God? Do you believe in medicine? Do you, can you believe in God and medicine at the same time? Could you believe in fighting the system or do you have a disbelief? I can't believe this. I can't believe that. What's, 
what's true, what's, what's valid. It's not a rational thing now. It's an issue of what do you believe, and then the thought patterns build up around it. Okay. So many people have materialistic beliefs about what's going on and who's a conspiracy. What's there? So many negative and dark beliefs going on that this big mystic battle of beliefs is going on. On one level, it's a time that can be the highest visionary, intuitive time in 300 years, 200, 165 years. This it's just hugely visionary on a on an inner level that is detached from things. No doubt the universe is working as it is. No doubt God's in charge of it all. And this is all part of a plan. And nature is part of this plan. And we think we're making the difference. We're fighting it. We're having it. And how much are you being positive? How much are you being negative? What's healing? What's not? You know, is healing just being natural and healing, not taking any medicine? Or is it working with medicine? Did God make medicine? Did God make nature? Like all of it. All these puzzles are there. But they're building up to a big peak. So you're seeing the religious, different religious views, different anti-religious views, different fanatical views building up. And they're building up to an extreme in about April 12th. But really April, May, we're going to see this. After that, it comes down somewhat. It slowly calms down. What, what, what are we going to be seeing through um, April 12th and uh, through May? Planets Jupiter and, uh, Jupiter and Neptune are coming conjunct in Pisces okay. for the next six months. All right. It happens once every 165, 170 years. Okay. Okay. So, but it's, Neptune is the planet of belief and faith. Faith and belief okay. on a spiritual level. But it's right. also, and this negative level, is disbelief and lack of faith or wrong faith. Oh, okay. And Jupiter is the planet of understanding. It's the planet of luck, good wisdom. Why? Because it's good wisdom and good understanding. So it rules Pisces. So understanding in Pisces, it's the best place it could be for understanding. But at the same time, the dark side of Jupiter is misunderstanding. And Jupiter in Pisces exaggerates all the understanding and misunderstanding. Neptune in Pisces exaggerates all the extreme visions and beliefs. And they're coming together understanding the, the big beliefs. So that understanding, everyone has their own understanding of what's real, what's not. And this is real, this is important, and this is the way it is, and this is the way it's going. And it's putting the belief into the world. And it's not necessarily a take. Most of the beliefs that come down into the world end up being People aren't living high enough or clear enough to bring these things down clearly. They're coming down, they're putting it. Our, our biggest worry is that these financial things don't lead to a war. Is that a possibility? Yeah, definitely. Where would it be? We're being, like. Would it be here in North America? Would it be in Africa? This would be like China and the China, China and America and it, like America is building up to get everyone's piped up and then we're seeing all the stuff on wars, all the media about wars and about fighting and all the old wars and we're all getting pepped up to be thinking in a war-like mentality. Okay. That's different than the faithful point. Like the basic thing of faith is simplicity. Right. It's, so it's so, so the, there, it's, there's, there's a possibility that the United States and China can have a conflict? Like, the United like, States is heading right for it. Okay. Is that in their chart? Like it's like Britain had its empire, had the had the had the had the Commonwealth, and it couldn't afford it. It used it all up. It took everything and then it used okay. it up. It fell apart. America took took its place and bought everything and is controlling the world and it's falling apart. It's not taking care okay. of it. Okay. Oh, by the way, even more importantly, uh, do, are, are are we sucked into it? Can Canada us? Canada's just a lackey for the states. We don't have any decision. We don't make any decisions. So. 
Oh, okay. So, so we're, 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 if, if they say jump, we're going to say, yes, sir. How high is that? What? You're not, nobody, not going to say no. So we, okay. So, so do I, do, do like our stars align that, that, that our, our people, our men and women could, could be uh, fighting them too? Yes, I can't imagine the scope on how this goes. Okay. I hope it's not coming that way. Okay. Oh, but it could, worst case scenario then. The most likely okay. scenario is that how to Holy resolve shit. all this inflation, how to resolve this, you don't pay off the debts if you go to war. In 2022. So let's hope it doesn't come. So, so Robin, I'm not challenging you. I'm just, just hearing what you got to say. And I'm thinking, wow. You get to a peak when you okay. get pa- right. a peak of fanatical beliefs. Reaching right. its extreme, and there's understandings and misunderstandings okay. guiding the world. Okay, what's going to come out of that? Chaos. If you have truth and spirit and clarity guiding the world, you get peace. Right. Okay. So there's a puzzle for each person: what's real, what's not, what's true, what's worth believing, what's not worth okay. to, to believe in the like. You got the the rapturists who believe the end is coming, and and the rapture is there. Then you have then you have the people who believe you got to fight the big pharma, and you don't believe in medicine. And then you have it got to be natural. You got to be that, and like all of those are just streams of belief. Okay. But millions of people are on them, and we've had this put out and put out and put out. What's simple? I mean, belief is just get up in the day, get through the day, not hurt anybody, be kind, <laughs> and be at peace. Right, we're being our minds are being totally preoccupied, and we're not hardly in control of them, Mm -hmm. and we don't see that our behavior is being programmed by the thoughts that come into our mind. People have been looking for truth for thousands of years; they never found it in the world. No, so like the world has got its karma playing out. Mother Nature is going to take care of herself; she'll she'll take care of herself. But we're navigating through little pawns, little pawns in the game, and we're just adjusting. To what's happening, and there's big change. Yeah, there's big changes happening, but the so the problem is, the leaderships are a little more fanatical, a little more deluded, and they have their concepts of how everybody should okay. be, and it isn't necessarily how everybody is. So this is what's going to be going on and reaching a crescendo um, around April twelfth through then and. And my uh, and my, okay, that's the first so, one. If you want to think, if you think of the Trumpites who think uh, election was stolen and we believe there's a right. we're going to take it right. back, right. we're going to see a big wave come up in in in, Mar- in Pisces in March. Okay, like when the, the moon and the sun and, and all the planets and the planets get together with Jupiter and, and Neptune in Pisces, you see a big wave of these beliefs coming so up. So the more right wingers. Yeah, but okay. that's what you're doing. It'll, it's happening all around. It's across. It's right. not like okay. the sun shines on everybody. This is not happening right. across the board. But if there's going to be a wave, there'll be a big generation of belief and extremism okay. at that time. Okay. It, and then it'll build up and it'll go along and set up until it comes out into some kind of action or some kind of things in April, May. Okay. After which, the extreme starts cutting down. It's coming down a little bit. It starts slowing down and cutting down a little bit. And we'll have to deal with the repercussions of those beliefs. Of calming down. Or what happened because of those beliefs, and now they're calming down. So I I would like, I mean, if we're going to finish, I'd like to finish with with a poem by Richard Kipling. Okay. He, he, turn to the last century, but he he said... He said his, he could encourage his son to go off and fight the war, fight the good war, and his son went off to get war and got killed. And he was so guilty because he, he, he encouraged his son to go do it. 
and he had all these sorrows and guilts around this. So he wrote this poem, If. And, I, and it really, I think, it's, it's a useful poem for people to hear these days because I think it's same, it creates a puzzle. How are we living through these things? Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to take about a minute or so to, to read it. Please so, do. Okay. So hang on. I'm just going to, okay, I'll just pull this here. If you can keep your head when all, when all about you are losing theirs and blaming it on you. If you can trust yourself when all men doubt you, but make allowance for their doubting too. If you can wait and not be tired by waiting or by being, or being lied about, don't deal in lies or being hated. Don't give way to hating. And yet don't look too good nor talk too wise. If you can dream and not make your dreams your master, if you can think and not make your thoughts your aim, if you can meet with triumph and disaster and treat those two imposters just the same, if you can bear to hear the truth you've spoken twisted by knaves to make a trap for fools or watch the things you gave your life to broken and stoop and build them up with worn out tools. If you can make one heap of all your winnings and risk it on one turn of pitch and toss and lose and start again at your beginnings and never breathe a word about your loss. If you can force your heart and nerve and sinew to serve your turn long after they are gone and so hold on when there is nothing in you except the will which says to them, hold on. If you can talk with crowds and keep your virtue or walk with kings nor lose the common touch, if neither foes nor loving friends can hurt you, if all men count with you but none too much, if you can fight, if you can fill the unforgiving minute with 60 seconds worth of, of worth of distance run, yours is the earth and everything that's in it, and which is more, you'll be a man, my son. That's great, Robin. I've, I know the poem. I haven't heard it like that and in this context. It's, it's beautiful. Thank you. So the simplicity is the balance to all this complexity and all these judgments of what's going on. I know. I'm, I'm sure it's just. I'm sure it's just. We don't need to know. Okay. It's enough to just live simply each day and we'll get through this. And the more we can be calm and, and if we can be ourselves, it'll, it'll balance out some of the stuff, this crazy stuff that's going on. So I think what I'm hearing you say, if we're calm and relaxed, um, be kind, um, take care of ourselves and be healthy, we're going to get through it just fine. It's easy to say, but when you have people around you dying of COVID or dying of things of and things happening, it's hard to be calm. However, that is that is where we need to go, right? It's and happening. we can do it if we want. We have no choice. We're already we're already in the barrel. We're already in the boat. We've lost our paddles. We're going down the white water. It's going to go over the falls. You can kick or scream. You can just sit and wait and go over it. Okay, Robin, this has been a fabulous conversation. Um, I, I think I'm going to be calling you in a couple of days, and I just want to be hearing more about what you got to say. But right now, I just have to say thank you very much for uh, okay. coming on like, again. And sometime so again soon, I'd like you to come sure. back. There's so much fear out there. I just felt it was important to explain. This side is a seemingly invisible side, but it's not invisible. It's blatant in the world right now. And, whoa, wait a second. You know? Yes, I do. Robin. It's great seeing you, and thanks for being on. Okay, good, thanks.
Bye. My next guest, uh, Gary Cacciolillo, probably uh, the greatest podcast host in God's green earth, is my guest with me tonight. And Gary's going to talk about why he's got the best on God Green's Earth podcast. And I have to tell you that <laughs> I've been on his show at least four times. So, Gary, how did you get to be as good as you are? Well, it wasn't very easy. No way. You had to work at it, did you? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I would say. It took me about 100 episodes just to get my groove going. <laughs> I like to, actually, I like that. How many episodes have you done so far? Uh, 350. No, really? Really. Wow. Mm -hmm. Okay, so um, when I was on the first time, you, I think I was in the first 10, I think. Probably, yeah. Yeah, I was in the first couple of ones. Mm -hmm. And so, so that only would have been... Um, in the summer, early autumn of, of, of 2020. Yeah. No, 2021. Uh, tw yeah. 2020. So a year and a half and mm -hmm. you've done 300. 350. Um, wow. That's amazing. Or more. Or more. Or more. Yeah. Oh, you don't count them anymore. No. <laughs> so, so what does that work out? You, you, you must be doing a few every week. Uh, it varies. I do anywhere from five to 10 a week. Really? Wow. Yes. So I don't think there is any podcaster on the planet doing that. Well, there actually is one that is doing three a day. Okay. <laughs> but he's not as great as me. Well, of course not. What is it that now, now, I, I think I think that you know we should let our uh, my listeners know that that we're, we're we're playing, and that and that you just kind of jokingly say those things, even though you are a really good podcaster. So I just want everybody to know that we've been you know we're we're we're, we're playing a little bit, and that <laughs> you really are a lot more modest than what it seemed like at first. I was modest, but actually, then what happened? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I did 350 podcasts, came, that, hit the top two yeah. percent on Apple, and really, yeah, of, of listeners, of all, yeah, of all podcasts. You're coming to top two percent, really? yeah. I had I no like, idea. I like, I don't know what it is, like three million or something like that. Wow, I, I didn't know you had numbers like that. Yeah, how did you do that? Work, work, um, finding guests. Um, cranking out content um, that in a lot of its guests, you know, just finding really high quality guests and covering topics that people are not going to hear on other podcasts. You know, I'll cover the stuff that other podcasters are, are afraid of talking about. Would you like to talk about a couple of them that others wouldn't that you will? Oh, sure. Uh, I would say one that I've covered, uh, one of them that I've covered that nobody would cover, and I've actually covered it twice, uh, was urine therapy, people drinking their own urine for health benefits, particularly aged urine. That's, that's, a, that's a fan favorite. Is that like, really? Like yeah, that? yeah. You pee, you pee in a jar. I, you, I've, you I've heard of that. Age it for six months. No. Yeah, you get like get it gets always nice brown and crusty. Yeah, and, and then you wolf it down. 
just chug a lug or do you savor it? What what's usually? It, it depends. Some people might have a palate for it and will savor it. Is Other it people is it might your it. is it your own piss or somebody else's? It could be either. I haven't Whoa. done it. I no, you it. haven't. Eh? Okay. No. You just you just talked about it. I've talked about it. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. How long were those people on? Did you did you make did they demonstrate? One did. Yeah. One no was kidding. Eh? Well, was or lips or? Drinking it down. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. His name was Brother Sage. Brother Sage was one of them, and the other one was Harry Matadine. Harry Matadine. So, so I've actually Sage. had two people drinking pee on my show. Yeah. I've had, I've interviewed four people that have been hit by trains. Wow. Well, that's, oh, yeah. well, apparently they live to talk about it. Yeah, they all live to talk about Did it. Did they all Here's have their experience episodes? And, 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 and their limbs too? One lost as limb. well. Yeah. Oh no! Wait, no. They all had their limbs. Yeah, yeah. The guy who died on the side of a mountain. I think he lost a limb. Sorry, the guy that died on the side of the mountain. Yeah, he, lost he was climbing. Yeah, he was climbing the mountain, and it got dark out, and he froze to death on the side of the mountain. Oh, okay. It um, happens. It does. I just um, did something to my screen here. Uh, sorry, I was. Ah, there we go. We're back again. Um, so did you have like a lot of viewers on that show? Hmm? That particular oh, yeah. one? Oh, pe people love those kind of the near-death experience shows or always. Um, well, drinking, yeah. sorry, um, a, a near-death experience pee. and yeah. drinking pee it, uh, um, are really not quite in the same category. Well, it depends. Well, maybe. The, guy, the guy who says that drink that, that, that does the pee drinking says that drinking pee will um, create natural DMT in the brain, which will cause you to have spiritual experiences, such as like you would have with ayahuasca. So they, they, they do sort of all deal <laughs> you, with you. You're putting me on, right? Right? No. Yeah, no really? No. no. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, like, like with the pee, though, to get that effect, though, is you have to drink pee and stare at the sun at the same time. You have to do sun gazing. All right. All right. So um, are there any funny shows? Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. I would say some, some of the shows that I do with my co-host, Jared Murphy. Oh, um, yeah. I didn't know you had a co-host now. Uh, sometimes. We, okay. Like, a couple times a month, me and Jared will hook up and do some mm -hmm. episodes. So some of the ones that me and him do can be quite humorous. Um, I've also, I, I interviewed, uh, I forget her name, but it was, she's the owner of the Bel Air house in Ohio. It's the most haunted house in, in the United States. She was really funny. Um, also, I interviewed that was pretty funny. Kitsy Duncan is pretty funny. I've had her on. She's from the Oddity Files. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I've definitely had some pretty fun episodes. Uh, I interviewed somebody recently who, uh, she's a businesswoman, but she's also a stripper. And, and that was a good one, too. Hmm. Okay. Um, so besides the ones that are on the, on the fringes, are there any middle-of-the-road type as well? What would you consider middle-of-the-road? Oh, maybe show? an interview with me. I would be pretty middle-of-the-road compared to what you've been talking about. Oh, I don't know about that. Yeah, I mean, you're you're the greatest psychic on the planet. 
You're so smooth. That's so cool of you to say. Um, that, but I'm not. But uh, that's very nice of you to say. You're one of the best I've ever interviewed. Uh, well, that I agree with. But I, I agree with one of the, as opposed to the. So here's, here's the thing. Um, nobody is the best for everybody. Can't be. You just can't be. Um, there's 7 billion people on the planet, and you cannot be good for every single one of them. And the amount of people that I would tune into or connect with um, is, is um, not 7 billion. <clears throat> Over my 56 years, I've, I've done more than 100,000 psychic connections. And in those psychic connections, unless I think they were really good, I, 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 w I wouldn't count them. Or, or in the, se the session, I wouldn't count them unless they were really good. But there are a lot of people in my lifetime that I said, I'm sorry, I'm not doing a good reading for you, or this isn't good enough, or, or and, and then somebody down the street will be able to do a reading for them and knock their socks off. Okay, so for that person that I couldn't do a good reading for, the person down the street is the best one. So mm -hmm. I'm very comfortable saying that that um, nobody's better than me in the area that I work, but there's no best for everybody. Hmm. That's very humble. Well, it's true. Yeah, I don't think that's humble. It's the reality. And I, I, I would be, I would be frightened of the person that says I'm the best for everybody or I'm the one. You know, I would be very mm -hmm. nervous of somebody that would say that or do that or think that. Right. Yeah, I don't I've know. I always ever... knew. I always knew I was good. You, you, you sucked me into talking about me, and this is my show. <laughs> so, so, <clears throat> but I've I've been around a lot of people that want to profess to be the best. Um, I've been told that I am, but I always, I always say. Um, yeah, well, that was just for you. And, and there are people that I'm not the best for and, and mm -hmm. there are other people that are as good as me um, for their people. And, so you think and that his, same, pardon? Do you think that same opinion would apply to my podcast? I mean, mine's everything imaginable. I'm sorry. Did you say what? You think that same concept would apply for, for podcasts too? What's like that? my podcast is not for everybody. Yeah. I never thought of it that way. Really? Yeah. Uh, you, you, you're putting me on. Yeah, I figured everybody was listening to it. Little kids, grandmothers. Well, more than likely, there are little kids and grandmothers and mothers and fathers and, and, and sisters and brothers and that, you know, but not everyone. Hmm. There are some that'll look at your show and say, wow, this is great. Some others will say this sucks. And they do that with mine, too. Really? <laughs> That's now you're teasing me. No, so, wow. so yeah, you're just putting me on now. So so why does a guy like you originally you're from what? Um uh, uh, New Jersey, is that where you're mm -hmm. from originally? How yep. does a guy, a good Italian boy like you, make it to Alabama and then all of a sudden have a podcast in the um, outer limits? Like, 
How did that happen? Well, there's only one way to end up in Alabama, and that's because of a woman. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, I've done one of those, but not Alabama. <laughs> so that's how I ended up in Alabama. Um, and uh, in Alabama, like, I, I usually, I always played the guitar, did something entertaining. Mm -hmm. And down there, there was no place to play. So I wanted to do something creative. I needed a creative outlet, so I decided to start the podcast. And I've always had um, an interest in, you know, the paranormal, UFOs, cryptozoology, well, when you were the a occult. Kid, when you were a kid, you played or, or used or messed around with tarot cards, right? Yeah, yeah. I still have, I have tons of tarot cards. Oh, do you? Okay. So, so, well, did you just like wake up one morning and say, I'm going to have a podcast? Pretty much. I was in the shower. No kidding. So yeah. from the time you were in the shower and you got hit by the lightning bolt to the time that it went on the air, how long did that take? Three days. So you figured out how to do a podcast from the time you were in the shower, three days later, you figured out how to do the podcast and you just put it on the air just like that? Yeah, YouTube. I looked it up on YouTube and... Did it? How the my other people are doing? My, my producer's probably hating your guts right now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was that easy. Really? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the, the hard part is getting listeners. How did you do that? Uh, I think uh, mostly you're like creating a lot of content. The more content you have, uh, the more people listen. And also, um, the more guests that I have, the more uh, people will listen. And once I started building momentum, like I said, after that first 100 episodes, that's when people started to take me seriously. And then I could start getting better and better and better guests um, until I reached a point where, where quality guests wanted to be on my show. Okay. And that's what brought in the listeners or the viewers. Mm-hmm. Just having those guests on. Oh yeah, yeah. Like there's certain guests that, that that people just go crazy over, like um, John Michael Greer, huge. He's okay. an occultist. Um, okay. Doctor Richard Allen Miller. Yeah. Um, what else? does Doctor Richard Allen Miller do? Uh, he is a a physicist, quantum physicist. Mm -hmm. So does he talk about multiple um, existences and or multiple realities, et cetera, like that? Yeah, he, he does. He, yeah. he does that, but he also has he also has worked in the occult. Okay. So he he connects those two things together and how they work together. He also worked in agriculture. He's trained Navy SEALs in mind control. Um, he has been to the underground base in Antarctica, where they wow. say they have found aliens. Uh, and did they? Did he? He found them? He, he knows they're there. Oh, he, okay. didn't see, he actually okay. didn't see the aliens at that base. But, okay. Okay. Do they look like uh, us? No. Oh, okay. So you took this little podcast, and all of a sudden, you, you do um, what impressed me is when you, you, you offhandedly say, well, the first hundred. Um, 
in my work, when, when, when I talk to people, they often ask me about being psychic and how to be psychic and stuff like that. And, and um, I give them some guidance and some advice. And I say, now go out and do two, 300 readings and uh, get back in touch with me. And, you know, I'll give you some more information. And people go, 300 readings. Well, I've done like 100,000. So, um <laughs> You, you, you have to do lots of readings to be good. You have to master your craft. Absolutely. And, and you're not going to do it by not doing it. That's a, and, and obviously you've done it that way. Yes. Have you been like that in your life normally? Like when you get interested in something, even, even as an employee? Or, by the way, do you, do, you, do you have a job now or is your podcast your job? No, I have a regular full-time job. Do you? Okay. W would you ever... Do you think you'll ever get to the point where your podcast will be like the main thing? That's the goal. Is it? Okay. So, oh, you could do that this time next year. Um, you could be doing that this time next year, by the way. I'm, hey, I'm the interviewer, not the psychic. Come on. <laughs> so, so um, just simply the hard work. It, it, it's not so much um, media hype or media manipulation or or um uh um yeah in in multimedia or is it or is it just the numbers on your podcast and and those people that come on bring people being listeners that that and, and it just spreads that way is that what happens that's what it is for me it was about creating the content uh the marketing that I did on facebook and twitter and stuff like that never really panned out okay yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. So you didn't yeah, really do that marketing. You just you just got really good um, uh, guests. Yeah. Or yeah, presented I, really interesting topics. A little bit of both. Okay. Um, I think that's different than what a lot of people do. In what way? Having a hundred podcasts is a milestone in a podcast life. Hundred is like a big milestone. And you did it in less than a year. Yeah. That's that's a significant achievement. It is. It takes a lot of dedication, focus, and work. Mm-hmm. All right. So that, that's a significant accomplishment. You, um, I, I'm not quite sure why we, we're, we're stuck on this. Um, I don't know why. I, mean, I think some people are baffled by it. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, because there's a lot of people, like the average podcaster puts out a podcast once a week. Yeah. So that's 52 a year. Mm -hmm. So it would take them six years <laughs> to reach the level of content that I've put out yes. in 18 months. Right, which is, which is, and and that's a really big deal. That that's really significant. Is it expensive for you? No, it pays for itself. How do you get it to pay for yourself? Um, I have myself, uh, like sponsors and okay. um, executive producers, and also I just have a PayPal link on my website, and people just will listen to me and give okay. me money because okay. they appreciate the content. So, is your podcast close to paying for itself now? Oh, it's been paying for itself pretty much from the beginning. Okay. 
but you, but it's pretty much just you doing it, right? And, and you said you have a guest host or a, a co-host. Yeah, yeah. It, it's me, pretty much me. Uh, I do have a monthly co-host, Jared Murphy. Mm-hmm. He comes on a lot, and me and him are planning to do some road trips and some research and stuff like that. Okay. Um, I also have another regular guest, Preston Dennett. Um, he's very popular. Um, what does Preston UFO do? guy? Oh, okay. Uh, Preston Preston wrote, he, he recently has become really popular because he wrote a book called UFOs off the Catalina Islands. And he was the first person to write about those UFOs. And not long, about a year after he wrote that book, the, um, the, uh, those tapes came out of pictures of those UFOs from the Princeton and the Nemeth ships, which was off the coast of the Catalina Islands. So. I see. Okay. Is there any stuff that you have on your show that you don't believe in? Um, and do you ever just act like you believe in it so that the person will feel relaxed and talk I, about I it? I don't act like I believe it. I'll, I'll ask questions out of curiosity. Okay. Um, so, so there's no acting going on. I would say, um, I don't know. I, I, I Honestly, I believe that everything is possible. So I won't say I discount anything. Right away, do you ever discount something after a while? No. If you no, even even no. if it proved to be no. inaccurate no. or not, I, I I think if a person can think of it, then it has to be possible. Okay, I believe that. Well, I actually do believe that. So mine would be um, if you believe you can do it, you can do it. That would yeah. be my focus. So if somebody wanted to have a podcast, do their own podcast, besides um, doing a whole bunch of them, what, what would you tell them to do? I would tell them to do a whole bunch of them. I, I mean, it is. It's a craft. You have to learn how to do it. It's not something that – there's a lot more to it than hopping on and ask, asking the uh, typical who, what, where, and why type of questions. For, well, me, it's well, an, yeah. for me, it's become an intuitive process. Okay, would you like? Would you care to expand upon that thought? Well, I use my intuition. I, oh, I try to. Yes, I try. I try. I, I when I, when I, one is that when I ask, I'll ask. Are you I'll just looking start through off my with, pliers? Excuse me, I just find my <laughs> pliers here, like pulling teeth. <laughs> <laughs> You're making me give away all my secrets. But what, but what I what I do is I'll ask a very broad question at the beginning of the interview. You'll um, ask a, a what? A, a what? I'll, I'll ask a broad question. Okay. It's usually multi-layered. Okay. And while the pe- person is asked answering that question, I'll listen really closely and pick out yeah. key points yeah. that I can hone in on. And then I'll start digging yeah. deeper and deeper and deeper. And as I'm doing that, I can get a feel for the person and where they're going and what they want to talk about. And I just follow that direction. Hmm. Okay. All right. That, okay. That. And where did you develop that? You just did it. Practice. Practice. practice and did you just use it in your own worked. do you use it in your own personal life before this time that way of communicating no, no. Really. you just develop that person that persona yeah that's very impressive gary it is i'm impressed <laughs> you killed me too <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing about me that's not impressive <laughs> uh, so um how do people find you? They find me from, well, I'm on all the platforms, 
Um, mm-hmm. Apple, Amazon, iHeart, Deezer, all those. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also go to my website, everythingimaginable2020.com. And I'm also on Facebook. If somebody wants to get on your show, how do they do it? Oh, they just go to my webpage and uh, there's an email form there. You just fill it out and send it over to me. Okay. It's been really fun being on the other side of the microphone with you, although you kept sucking me into being the interviewed as opposed to the interviewer. It's my job. Yeah, I can see that. And uh, it's been great having you on. And um, I should be on your show again sometime soon and uh, be talking about stuff. I got some new things to talk about too. So, Gary, great seeing you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, that brings us to the end of an amazing, crazy, wild episode of My Side of the Crystal Ball. I'd like to thank Robin Armstrong for sharing his uh, uh, astrological uh, knowledge about uh, the future, um, how he's he's described what's going to be going on over the next while. It's just brilliant. Thank you, Robin, for joining us. I'd also like to thank Gary Cacciolello for being such a Another wild and crazy guest. Gary, you were really funny and crazy tonight. Thanks a lot for joining me. Before I say goodbye, just before we wrap it all up, just got another couple of requests. If you're watching us on YouTube, please like, comment, say a comment, because it helps us with the ratings, and um, subscribe to our channel. You can find us on Apple, Spotify, and pretty much anywhere else uh, you get your podcasts. If you would like to get in touch with me personally, you can find me on my website, www.robertlindsaymilne.com. You can also find me on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. And now, just before I say goodbye, um, I just have these words. Do good, stay safe, and above all, just be kind. Good night, everybody. <laughs>